For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Welcome back to Short Hops and Tall Tales, a pictureless podcast highlighting the weird, funny, and bizarre elements of baseball that make America's pastime special. I'm thrilled to reintroduce my co-host Brandon Riddle to the show. Weird. That was a pregnant pause. Uh, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing okay right now. I, I feel like you well, could have thrown an insult right there. It feels like, but uh, I'm good with that. <laughs> I wouldn't insult you. I mean, never. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Brandon, what are we talking about today? All right, today we're talking about Milt Mason. Ever heard of him? Who? Milt Mason. This is a fun I, one. I've never heard of this man before in my life. Uh, well, after <laughs> Milt, we talk about the pickle jar, and then a segment we're calling Dr. Frankenpitch. And yes. it's very important to remember uh, that Dr. Frankenpitch was not the monster, but in fact, the doctor like yeah. Yes, yes. Miss, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got that joke out of the way. <laughs> it was going to happen sooner or later. It was going to happen. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, so before we jump into Milts, we got some pickup trivia. Before we jump into Milts. Before yes, we jump into Milts. It, it sounds like. Uh, anyway. This episode's already gotten chaotic. What's the trivia question? All right. What slugger has the most career home runs among players born in Mexico? Wow, you just love to make me look really stupid at the beginning of every episode. That is is my job. Oh, man, I'm going to – I just – okay, Mexican baseball players. I hate that the only player coming to mind right now is is Adrian Gonzalez because there's so many. That's true. Why is that the only player? Um, uh, Ooh, I'm I'm, I'm looking through some names. Fernando is not going to be the leader for career home runs. Uh, Um, Kareem Garcia – Rubio Duraza, Luis Aya, Oliver Perez. Uh, of course, that wouldn't work. Hmm. I I don't know. I'm I, I I'm striking out here big time. I because most of the it's 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 just I don't know I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I know a lot more pitchers from Mexico than I do. No, it's hitters. true. I'm, I'm looking through the list, and all these pitchers are just jumping out at me. Hmm. All right. What's the what's the answer here? The answer with 320 home runs is Vinny Castilla. Remember really. Him? Yeah. I okay. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was oh. kind of fun. I actually got his card in MLB the show the other day, I'm pretty sure. Like uh He yeah, I started that with him actually. I think yeah, that's yeah. I think that's where this came from. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's funny. All right, Vinny Castilla. Cool. I uh I would not have guessed that, but now hey, that's that's some good bar trivia. Yeah, and I, right. I guess speaking of things you wouldn't guess, Milt Mason. <laughs> Milt Mason, just I'll get ahead of this. Great baseball name. He definitely sounds like uh, a farmer of grain. He sounds like a okay. grain farmer. Like, okay. I don't know. I'm getting that from Mill. Um, I, I will say, great baseball name. Never play baseball. What? What? On a that's, baseball podcast? Yes, is, ladies and that's gentlemen. That's not what we do. Okay, we're going okay. into the weeds here. Apparently. <laughs> All right. So here we go with Milt Mason. So let's go back to 1970 Milwaukee Brewers. This is the first year that in Milwaukee, and they had that a bit of an identity crisis. So remember the year before, uh, the brand new franchise were known as the Seattle Pilots. And right. yeah, and so the Pilots, uh, they were supposed to begin playing in 1971 so they can get the stadium ready and get players and uniforms ready. But they had to begin play in 1969 um, in order for the Kansas City Royals to come into the league at the same time. 
Uh, so uh, they already came to the season into existence underprepared. <laughs> <laughs> so they had immediate issues. It's uh, a great start. Yeah, like the identity crisis <laughs> right away. Uh, they only won five games in the first month of the season, the Seattle Pirates. Pirates, Seattle Pirates. Pirates. Wow, yes. they do have identity issues. <laughs> <laughs> and they only had 19,000 seats available by opening day. Uh, like like period like in the in the park in the like entire park, park. The, the stadium was not ready for baseball yet that you could only wow. put in nineteen thousand seats and a lot of them were just put up in the, like a week prior just bleachers to try That's to get some people lawn in. chairs yeah yeah and so the pilots obviously had, did not have a great year and ended up losing money in that season uh which when you're a baseball team and they lose money you're in trouble <laughs> so I, you have to kind of try to lose money as a baseball team today. That's you can you <laughs> lose difficult. money as a baseball very, team? Very, very I don't difficult. Know if you can. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, so anyway, that is when a car salesman stepped in to save the day. Remember this guy, Bud Selig? How could I forget? Of course. Uh, so Bud Selig, he had the wonderful idea of moving the pilots to Milwaukee after they after Milwaukee recently lost the Braves. Um, but Seattle, they didn't want to lose their team because it's just one year of baseball, you don't want to let that go. Uh, so they kept trying to keep the team through a variety of prospective buyers, uh, but issues with bank loans and the league voting no on the no- nonprofit taking over um, ultimately caused the team to go bankrupt. Well, uh, at, least that that's, at least that's the last time Seattle had to lose a professional sports team, right? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so the team did go bankrupt prior to 1970 season. Uh, just how prior? Six days prior to opening day. Oh, no. So seven days before opening day, they were still the Seattle Pilots. Six days before opening day, they became the Milwaukee Brewers. What? They it, Like that, they changed their name six days before opening and day. And moved cities six days before. What? This is a dumpster fire. They and, haven't even played oh a game. And, and of course, you can get players and coaches, things like that, to yeah. Milwaukee with planes, no problem. Uh, but their equipment was stuck in Provo, Utah which is not a place you particularly want to be stuck in. Um, sorry, Provo. And had to be shipped, <laughs> and had to, be shipped to Wisconsin. Uh, so when they finally do get it, it, they had such short time between being the Seattle Pilots and Milwaukee Brewers that they couldn't really change the colors. They were stuck with the blue and gold. Um, oh. You can still see some of the faded uh, Pilots emblems on their uniforms. Uh, yeah, so That's... the colors, yeah, the colors originally came from Seattle because they didn't have enough time. And so the Brewers just pretty chill team and said that we're going to keep it that is a really cool that that that's a really cool origin story for yeah that, that piece um, of history originally bud selig of course wanted the colors to be modeled after his little league team which is like red and yellow or something like that uh obviously that didn't happen and so they just <laughs> stuck with the pilots um, okay colors sure uh so here we go six days and they got a new team and then opening day starts and they got a crowd for the first game out. 36,000 fans strong showed up for a team they didn't what? even know would exist a week prior. Wait, wait. Don't they have 19,000 seats? Or was that in oh, Seattle? Oh, that was in Seattle. That was in Seattle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Seattle new, new was doomed to fail. out there in Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, unfortunately, that first game, it didn't go well for this new team. And they lost 12 nothing to the Angels. <laughs> Probably still had jet lag. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get jet lag from traveling from one time zone? Oh, yeah, probably. You're, you are the person to ask. So. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, so, again, 36,000 people show up at the first game. Opening day bodes well. Uh, the second game, uh, 7,000 people. 
Whoa! Yeah, it didn't go too well from then on out. Uh, so I guess you had the good feelings of the first game. But yeah, 7,000 game two. Uh, 7,000 oh, wow. game three. And they ended up averaging just over 11,000 fans per game. Wow, that is abysmal. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was not. It was far from the worst in the league. Uh, the White Sox that year averaged under six thousand fans a game. How Oof. do you do worse? How do you do worse than seventy five hundred people a game? Well, there are like four different teams that averaged less than that, that wow. less than eleven thousand. But yeah, it was it was a rough year for the lower half of baseball attendance, but especially for this basically brand new franchise in the new city. You would think it wouldn't have been the case. So midway through the season, when they're really struggling in the standings and struggling in attendance, uh, the general manager, Marvin Milks, had a thoughts. Yes, Marvin Milks. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I'm go great. ahead and get it out, Marvin Milks. I, I love milk, but that, that's funny. <laughs> sorry, Marvin. Sorry. Don't. I'll keep it professional. <laughs> so uh, Marvin here, he, he had that professional idea. And in retrospect, it was a good idea, but it was a weird idea. What? Sorry, one last. What does Marvin milk? What does Marvin milk? Uh, he <laughs> milks a ba- he makes baseball teams. Milks a baseball team. Good, Which, good answer. You know what? In retrospect, weird thing to say as well. <laughs> oh, I it's it's been weird for a while now, Brandon. <laughs> I know. So speaking of weird things, uh, Marvin goes up to his friend, a former aviation engineer named Milt Mason, and said, "Hey, Milt, would you do me a favor?" And Milt said, "Anything." And Marvin, uh, Milt's good friend, asked Milt to live in a trailer on top of the 80-foot-high scoreboard in center field until 40,000 fans show up to a ball game. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so once again, uh, Marvin... This is, a, this is ridiculous. A is ridiculous milk, conversation. ...is milking a friendship and says, Hey, Milt, would you live in a trailer on top of an 80-foot-high scoreboard in center field until 40,000 fans show up to a game? Next question, how old is, is, is old Milt? 69 years old. <laughs> <laughs> what? He is a 69-year-old man being asked to live okay. in a trailer 80 feet up in the sky. Marvin, you are a, you are a bad friend because, <laughs> because no good friend asks his 69-year-old buddy to live how, how high? 80 feet 80 in the feet. air on top of a scoreboard? I'd do it. It sounds fun, but oh and, my goodness. And, and, and Milt did it. Okay. And keep in mind, he's not <laughs> just up there during games. He's not up there during – he's up there 24-7 until 40,000 fans show up to this game. And this trailer – And he's I, still up there today. It is very – well, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> so this trailer wasn't terrible. It was 8 feet by 20 feet uh, with, yeah. quote, the latest in electrical conveniences – even with air conditioning. They better hook him up if he's going to do this stunt. They, they got to mm-hmm. set him up. So he was up there with the latest in electrical conveniences, and he refused to actually come down. Because uh, he was, keep in mind, they, he was craned up there. They took a crane with him in a trailer oh. and craned him up to this location and then fastened it down. In so he was, he was really immobilized up there. He really couldn't go out. Yeah. It's not like he had like an elevator or trailer. He's like, be he mobile. Just, he was up. Wow, I would and lose my mind. The ways to get down was through an elaborate set of ladders 
and he was 69, so he was agile, but he was 69, so he yeah, didn't not, do it. I yeah, can't blame him for that. My question is like, I just feel like this this is one of those those things that like it it sounds fun in theory if you're like our age. Yeah, sure. Um, but I also could see like, imagine it's like an extra innings game, and this poor guy just wants to go to sleep. <laughs> like, he, well, oh, look, there's nobody look, in the park. Never mind. Say, like, luckily, there's 4,000 people, so it's not a yeah. big deal. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, and he refused to come down again. And there was a point where he came down ill and people worried about him. And so instead of him going down to go to the emergency room or seeing a doctor, they sent a doctor up to him because he refused to go down. That's funny. And the doctor charged the club with uh, $1,000 for the visit. <laughs> That's a fun day at work, though. Yeah. And so he 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 said when the, he first got it going, I figured I might be up here for a month and a half, uh, but I'm prepared to stay up the whole season if I have to. Because oh. he got up there July 6th is when he started uh, this quest. Okay, cool. And he thought maybe a month, but then he was ready to go the whole season. Uh, and he spent his younger years uh, walking on airplane wings and riding motorcycles, so the wind 80 feet up didn't really bother him. And plus, uh, he said, it would probably take a good 60 mile per hour gust to really unhinge a trailer, and he was comfortable with that. Okay, that's terrifying. I'm thinking that Milt, though, I, I'm thinking that uh, just the vibe I'm getting from him is that he really didn't want to come down, period. I feel like he's he's kind of like, oh, I get get my little palace in the sky and yeah. I don't have to talk. Like, this is like the dream if you're, like, not somebody who loves social situations, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but But he did... You know, he was social with the fans. He had a microphone to talk oh, okay. to the fans before and after games <laughs> and between double heavens. So he was up there with a microphone, just like yelling at the fans. Please, please come to the game. They won't let me go home. Oh. He also had two phones in his trailer, one for personal use and one for PR and press. Oh, cool. He had a small library as well. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind that he was up there during, um, you know, away games too. So uh, he brought up a small grill and baked pies in his electric stove. Oh, that's such a that's that's such a vibe. Like mm-hmm. pl- baking pies, grilling up burgers. Okay, in a trailer by is, yourself. Did he get okay? So I assume he had a radio or something, right? Because there's no way they're delivering newspapers to this guy. Like, how does he keep up with current I ass- events? I would assume He's gotta he has have a radio. radio. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe, maybe the fans just yell at him. Um, <laughs> So he, he did a couple things. He was eating a lot, so he asked for exercise equipment. So the team craned up an exercise bike for him, <laughs> where he had ran. He, he did three miles a day, every morning on it. Um, he also, because he was an aviation engineer, spent time making paper airplanes and throwing them off and seeing how far he can get. Oh my gosh! Um, he my said, dream. "If the wind is right, he can get it 385 feet." That is my dream. <laughs> like I would. That that's. I love those videos of people. Just awesome. 80 feet up wow. in the stadium. And so he's 69, living up there, uh, talking to fans once in a while. So you got to kind of question, how's he doing? And so he said this quote, and there's a key phrase in here. Sometimes I forget my own name. They call me by my right name. I wonder who they're calling. They don't even know um, Bernie Brewer. Wait, 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 say that again? So the whole full quote, sometimes I forget my own name. They call me by my right name, and I wonder who they're calling. They don't even know I am Bernie is, Brewer. Is this is a Bernie Brewer origin this story? This is an origin story. Are of you the serious? Ma- yes, oh, this, absolutely this should be a it. movie. That what I didn't I didn't know this was the turn we were taking. Oh, that's yes. so cool. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Where did he get that name? Why did people call him Bernie? Though? Well, he would just go by Bernie. Uh, so Milt was his first name, but he would okay. just answer the Bernie, and sure. they eventually just called him 
Birdie Wow. Yes. So, so just just real quick, for those of you who aren't as familiar with Milwaukee baseball, that's the name of their mascot. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's an uncanny mascot they have out there. So go go check out Bernie Brewer. Yeah, and so in, enjoy this origin story. So he's up there since July 6th, baking pies, uh, eating steaks, working on this exercise bike, and throwing paper airplanes. When on Sunday, August 16th, uh, nearly 40 days after Bernie started living in the trailer 80 feet up in the sky, uh, the Brewers held an event of a bat day where they gave out 15,000 free bats to youngsters. And they were convinced <laughs> this was the day. And, of course, they drew 44,000 fans wow. thanks to that giveaway. So he can finally come out. So after the game with the stadium still full, because everyone knows who Bernie Brewer is, um, he swings down on a rope to the frenzied crowd. <laughs> 80 feet up, 69 years old, swings down on the rope, gets rope burned, and breaks a few bones. You're 69. What are you doing? What? Uh, love <laughs> He's 69 it. years old. Mm-hmm. Why? You're not Indiana Jones. You live on top of the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, maybe what? you're going a little crazy at that point, and you want to get down as fast as you possibly can. I'm going can. crazy. I feel delirious. <laughs> <laughs> what? Takes the rope. 80 feet it's down. A it's a guy named Milt who goes by Bernie and lives on top of a scoreboard in a trailer. This is the most... What? <laughs> it's, it, it's very um, Walter Mitty of him. Yes. <laughs> what? <sighs> so what? people so, just grew to absolutely love this figure out there. <laughs> you, I, sorry, my brain is so scrambled right now from this story. I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. I, mm-hmm. I am... Sp- I'm speechless. Back to back episodes. So he, yeah. So he was kind of, you know, became the de facto mascot for a little bit. Um, he did pass away a couple years later in 1973, and so that season, the Brewers named a new mascot, Bernie the Brewer, who lives in center field with a slide. Roll credits. Wow, that is incredible. So I had no idea. I, I had no idea. How did you? How did you find this? So I. I I was just looking up a mascot and I saw Bernie the Brewers. That's weird. And I saw based off somebody real. No, this can't be. I need to figure out what's going on here. And then this whole story unfolded about living in the sky in center field. And it was just incredible. Wow. So, okay. So I, I guess we're going to have to do a deep dive on all of these mascots. If they've got stories like this, like I can't, none of this makes any kind of sense. Mm -mm. None of this. It's just so 1970-esque. Like, oh my this gosh. Is, and, uh, and it's 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 wild too because it's it's kind of like you know batman begins right like 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 yeah. the film you know like like it, you see kind of like elements that that you know become what we think of as iconic when you think of batman right you know like like the first time he throws a battering right that's oh, kind of what i'm sure. getting from this where like he swings down on this rope you know to a frenzied crowd the that first becoming time he that comes becoming down, down the, the field. slide that becoming the home run slide yep. Like this is, this needs to be a movie. I don't know. Like this is what. Like so. So yeah. Sorry. So for those of you once again that aren't super familiar with how 
you know the brewers ballpark is set up so every time someone hits a home run they have this big like bright yellow twisty slide that you'd see at a uh mm-hmm. at like a playground right except it's massive every time they the brewers hit a home run they send the mascot bernie brewer down the slide it's a whole thing everyone loses their minds super cool um <laughs> i didn't know it was built or based on a real story absolutely like, this is so and cool bernie the brewer again became the mascot in 73 officially but then it went away in the 80s and then he was brought back by popular demand i think it was in 93 and and he he really does look pretty like just like this bur- like, like the actual mascot like that the mascot's yeah, got a very a very thick mustache but that's really the only separator here like mm-hmm. that is that is so cool phenomenal Man, I, had, wow. I i love this story i got to be honest like you tell some really great stories on here i think i might have a new favorite cuz that i don't blame you this was fantastic <laughs> wow that is incredible. Okay. Wow, Bernie Brewer. Yeah, so you know, I love the fanatic, but fanatic doesn't backstory like this. It's like with a kindergartner drew and they drew I feel it like up. the f- fanatic could have some terribly dark backstory now. Oh, like, it's like, just it's like, like a, a joker. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of my other question. So besides the fanatic okay. and besides, you know, Mer- the, the brewer here, who is your favorite baseball mascot? Ah, my favorite baseball mascot. See, you can't I say I, fanatic because that's that's cheating. Well, that's everyone's favorite mascot. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd have to think through. I really don't like Blooper because he's a fanatic ripoff and he's flesh colored and it's weird and makes me yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, I think okay. Uh, either honestly, either the 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 running uh the running sausages also in Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee that's a great yeah. one. Or the running presidents when they race around the track in DC. In, in DC's fun. Yeah, it was a fun. Although I, I think my sl- the slept on mascot here in a very fun promotion is Beat the Freeze in Atlanta, where they have the track star yeah. uh, run around the outfield uh, warning track, and they have somebody and they gave him like give him like a half uh, you know half leg start on him, uh, mm-hmm. see if they can. And then they celebrate and fall down before the oh, yeah. starting line and every time. Yep. <laughs> every time. Uh, who's your favorite mascot? Uh, so I love the story of Dinger in colorado <laughs> that is a cool story we should do that yeah uh, for those of you if i know we talked about this a couple weeks ago uh but basically they found some dinosaur bones beneath the stadium of course field so the mascot is dinger little dinosaur uh but in in practice it doesn't look great <laughs> um how do you feel about baxter so here's where, where, where would you rank him? Like, so here's like, here's the story with Baxter. Uh, he's Baxter the <laughs> Bobcat. Like I'm, I'm so <laughs> yes, Baxter the Bobcat, B O B, and named after the original Bob Bank One Ballpark. And the origin there is that former uh, second baseman Jay Bell's son um, thought, "Hey, we everyone calls a stadium Bob, like a Bobcat. Let's make Baxter the Bobcat." That's okay. So that's where Baxter <laughs> comes from. It's J. Right. Bell's son. So thanks, J. Bell's son. Um, oh, okay. So so another, and now I've got a couple in front of me. Rally Monkey is, that's up Rally there. Monkey's good. Rally Monkey is um, good. I, I live, that's hype. I, I remember just the phase and the craze of the Rally Monkey. It was fun, but then it just became like a flood of Rally Monkeys and it became too much. I think, I think you gotta, they haven't, I, I, I mean, I feel like, they they got to bring it back in full force. I know they still do it. Like it's not like they have yeah. stopped doing it. But I the rally monkey's cool. I remember watching uh K Rod Francisco Rodriguez come in for with the rally monkey on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my favorite. My, just a couple quick hits here before we move on. Um, I really don't like Orbit. I nope, feel like he's nope. he's a knockoff and he's lame. Mm-hmm. The Mariner Moose is cool. I like the moose. Oh, I do like the Mariner the I'm Moose. Yeah, big moose guy. Um, 
the opposite of the Mariner Moose, uh, the pa- the Padres, the Friar. There, he's kind of a, kind of a unique little character. I like him. Do they have someone dress up as the Friar though? No, just a big mascot, like burning the brewer type thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's a, it's unique for sure. Uh, Mister Red could be cool. Mister Met, of course, gotta bring him. So up. that's that's what I was gonna say. My next thing was baseball's got this weird thing where they've got three, uh, three or four mascots that are just people with baseballs on their heads. Wait, wait okay. So the, the Reds, um, so, obviously the Mets. Who else has the baseball heads? Okay, so it seems like I've 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 miscounted. So so if you really want to count, there's Mister and Mrs. Met. Oh, uh, okay. But. But okay. I think my favorite is not Mr. Red, but Mr. Red Legs, which which I think came after Mr. Red. Mr. Red Legs, that's right. Mr. Red Legs looks like Mr. Met, but with like if he was like a serial killer with a with like a, a wonderful handlebar mustache. Like he looks very unhinged. Speak- if you whatever if you're listening, stop what you're doing right now, Google Mr. Red Legs and tell me that you haven't seen him before in your nightmares because he's got the most Honestly, just a killer stash, but then his eyes are soulless and, and scary. Just because we're here, we got to give a shout out to the most unhinged mascot, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers in Gritty. Amityville. Gritty. Gritty. Um, he will look into your soul, tear the parts, uh, and then proceed to pee on it. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then left. One, uh, one last shot, though. Uh, one last shout out, I guess, is Stomper for the, for the A's. The Oh, yeah, that's the a elephant. fun one. The elephant. The elephant logo is so oh, cool. They, they have a fun story with that one, too. I guess we're doing uh, mascot stories today. Uh, but <laughs> Well, we can also save them, too. Oh, this is kind of cool. Okay. If it's quick, we'll, if it's we'll quick do it now. Do it now. If, it, okay. if it's quick, do it now. Uh, so I think it was Connie Mack, the former manager. Um, I'm not sure if he said it or if someone in the press said it, that the collective team of the A's is like a bunch of white elephants. Uh, which was a collection of gifts that no one wants. So as much of misrepresented a misrepresented team or players that nobody wanted. Wow. So they called them the white elephants and Connie Mack just kind of made that the mascot, the elephants. That's wild. And nothing's changed in like a hundred years. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I mean, people, you're not wrong. I, I'm just I'm just joking because the A's had a lot of people that everyone wanted and now they have a you know, they they've reset and, they and now they have... just don't really keep anyone. Because I I think their highest paid player all time is still Eric Chavez. Oh, that's embarrassing. Like $66 million contract. If they could quit trading away my girlfriend's favorite players, I would be appreciative. Because like, <laughs> I, the A's are impacting me personally, and I can't have that. No. <laughs> like, so yeah, but who who knows? I think I think they've got some some. We'll we'll, we'll know some more about their okay. their next crop sure. of players very soon. Anyway, we'll be back with another installment of the pickle jar after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show
And we are back with another installment of the Pickle Jar. Brandon, what's our word for the day? The phrase is around the horn. Cool. So I'm assuming you know what the around the horn is. Is that right? I do. And I just like to go on record that for whatever reason, Daft Punk's Around the World just started playing around in my, in my horn, head. Yeah, around, around the, the horn. horn. Yeah. Um, There's a reason we're not musicians and we're podcasters. <laughs> now we can do Around the Horn as if we're a macho man singing around the world anyway. Uh, so I asked Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll save our listeners' uh, ears. God. Uh, so Courtney said, well, nothing in baseball is horn-shaped. And Fair. then Good she point. proceeded to send me a picture of the baseball field and trying to think it through. And it goes, is it the dirt path? Huh. Yeah. Hey. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, so we have two different definitions of around the horn. Uh, the first one is after the batter strikes out with the bases empty, uh, the catcher fires the ball to third, throws at the shortstop, throws at the second, and back to third. Around the horn. Uh, the other one is a hard grounded third baseman who throws at the second base with the first out and then over the first for the second outs. So double play around the horn. Cool. Um, All right. I'm, I'm really trying not to do the Macho Man impersonation now because it's just in my head. Just get it out. Get it I, out. I can't, man. I sound so how bad here, doing How it. about this? I'll give, I'll give the audience a warning. If they want to skip forward, they can skip forward. All right. All right. You got three, two, one. All right. Go for it. Around the horn. Around the horn. Okay. So never again. Let's put that, that was, impersonation away. No, I, I like that. I I, I try I've, to keep attuned to it and I've see how it really. Well, you did the first one, and then you realized that didn't really sound like the song too much. And then you 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 and then I some, kind of fed into it. Put some more melody in it. I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I tried to I, uh, channel my inner three minutes playtime. Uh, anyway. I think I think it was worth it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the origin of around the horn. Uh, the earliest I could find was 1958. Talking about a double play. But of course, right. it existed before that. All right. So I don't think we can segue out of this one. So let's go to our <laughs> final segment for today. Dr. Frankenpitch. I'm going to put uh, some lightning effects. Crash, crash. And uh, Noah, I think, uh, what's going on Dr. Frankenpitch? Because this is your creation. This is my creation. It is my monstrosity. So I texted Brandon earlier today and I said, uh, hey, we're going to play a game. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is. And he snidely replied, is it baseball? Yeah. Um, so Dr. Frankenpitch, uh, so we've done something similar in the past where uh, along with Nick Pollock, we drafted our favorite pitchers to, cre- to create an all-time rotation. This time, however, I'm asking you to be Dr. Frankenstein or Frankenstein, if you are a fan of Mel Brooks, and uh, put together <laughs> nice and put together a pitcher using four famous pitches from throughout MLB history. So you're essentially going to be building a repertoire from all of the pitches in MLB's history. Okay. Uh, so we'll be doing this as a draft, so we can't both pick the same pitcher's pitch, uh, okay. just for you know keep it interesting. And maybe at the end we'll have the community vote on it or something or. Sure. You know, so, us- so we're not picking them right now. We're just laying them out there, and we'll draft them later. Is that right? No, 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 no. no. We're okay. we're gonna draft right now, okay. and then Let's- we're gonna pose it maybe as a poll. Oh to the god. Community. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, do you want to? We can. Who gets first pick? We can flip a coin, or you can go first. Uh, yeah, let's actually, flip a coin. I'll, I'll flip a coin in real life. Actually. Yeah. Maybe I'll get some some cool effects. So this is my my Jackie Robinson. People at home can't can't see, but the, my Jackie cool Robinson breaking barriers uh, memorial coin. 
We're going to flip it. Uh, you can call heads or tails. Flip it. Oh. I'll call it. 42 side. Oh, good choice. Sorry. It's Jackie. It's oh, Jackie. Damn it, Jackie. All right. Take your pick. You can't say damn it, Jackie. That's not I cool. just did. <laughs> this is the first time Jackie's ever done me wrong. <laughs> Jeez. All right. <laughs> First overall pick of the uh, of the draft. You're not oh. going to be surprised. I'm going with uh, Satchel Page's fastball. Oh, I am a little surprised, actually. Okay, maybe you are surprised because I feel like a lot of people don't put the respect on Satchel Page's fastball That's that it fair. deserves. Uh-huh. Because not only did he throw gas, where some reports even said, you know, high 90s, maybe even triple digits at times. But he had, uh, from what I've read, the most immaculate control of his fastball in, in MLB history, where he could tell yes. you, I'm putting that ball through that small hole in the fence and it's well, going like a candle right? with a fastball. Yeah, exactly. So satchel page, cause he's okay. a dual threat. He gives you the velo and he gives you the pinpoint accuracy, pinpoint accuracy. All right. All right. Um, I'm going, I'm surprised you didn't do this one. Negro's knuckleball. No, you're so mean. You're so mean. You know, you know what? Sure that was your lead. Off. I thought that was your number one pitch. Ready to go. You're so rude. You're so rude. It's fine. Yeah, that should have been my number one pitch. I just didn't think you would backstab me and betray me <laughs> like that. All right, Brandon. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to go with Randy Johnson, but I guess <laughs> not. Uh, before you can can do this, um, I'm going to go with uh, the Koufax curveball. Koufax curveball. Okay, got to get your off-speed pitch there. It might as well be one of the best curveballs of all time. Yep. Um, uh, I feel I got to do it just because you already mentioned it. I'm going to go with Mr. Snappy, Randy Johnson's devastating slider. Did he call it? They call his fastball Mr. They Snappy. They did call it Mr. Snappy. That is a hilarious name for yeah, a Randy it, it, Johnson For pitch. a Randy Johnson pitch, you don't <laughs> think of Mr. Snappy. But man, let me tell you, like the, the fastball was one thing, but when that slider was on, yeah. it was completely unhittable. Especially from the left side with his. Yeah, and his 93 his, and down the yeah. legs, no chance. That's nasty. Okay, I'll I'll follow you up with with a Mister Snappy of my own. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Clayton Kershaw's slider. Okay, I feel like we should limit how many Dodgers you can use here. I was only gonna <laughs> go with two. Uh, okay, uh, only oh. those two. Oh, I want to go with another Diamondback, but I'm not. I'm instead. Uh, I so I need I need a I need a fastball. So I am stuck between the Big Train's fastball <laughs> and Rivera's cutter. Ooh, you shouldn't have mentioned one of those. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Rivera's cutter, though. Gotta if we're go doing Rivera's best, cutter. doing best all time here, I gotta you got to go. It. Yeah. yeah, you've got three of the most dominant pitches ever. All right. Um, all right, fourth pitch, fourth and final pitch, unless oh. we – I figure you and me sometimes we'll, – we'll see if we want to go to five. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how we're uh, doing here. Ah, uh, Moe's cutter. You just picked the single most dominant pitch in MLB history. Oh, you're killing me. So I got a fastball. I got Satch's oh, fastball. I got I have so oh, much movement. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Who you got? So I got, I got Satchel Page's fastball already. I got Koufax's curve. Kershaw's slider. Give me Pedro's changeup. Ooh, nice, 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 nice. Ah, uh, that should have that 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 honestly should have been the first overall pick. <laughs> I mean, um, that hmm. that or the cutter. Ooh, this is tough. Um, there's so many thoughts. I'm thinking like a Trevor Hoppin circle change up. Ooh, um, yeah. anything from Maddox. <laughs> um, ooh, I gotta think about this one for a moment. Yeah, no worries. Well, you got two Dodgers. I want two Diamondbacks. Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm gonna go with Webb Slinker. Ooh, Brandon Webb. Mm-hmm. Good. I like and that. And 
he, he uh, you know, almost beats the consecutive scores uh, streak uh, put together by Drysdale. So leading the way was that sinker. And that was an amazing thing to watch. All right. All right. I like it. Um, hmm. Now we're, if we're getting to four, oh, you know, I kind of, I kind of have an idea of who I want to oh, go with. Oh, I got with. one. I got one. Okay. One second. Um, I, I kind of have an idea of who I want to go with. It's kind of a ripoff of yours though. So I don't, of one of yours. Um, hmm. Is it, is it a Granky's Ephus pitch? No, but that would be hilarious. Is That's that what, what you're I was drafting? thinking of, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay. Oh. I, I, I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna delay this too much longer. I just. Okay. I, I. I'm between two of them. I got one more. Oh, I don't. Mm, mm, nah, I'm just giving all sorts of weird ASMR right now. Um. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Give me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. I'm. Do you I'm want me to place. skip your pick and take it? No. Okay. No. Okay. Because <laughs> I could. Your, I could do it right your head now. Off. No. Never. Okay. Fine. <sighs> Mm. I, you know what? You can you can pick. It's fine. Bob hey, gets I, his fastball. Okay, that's a great pick. I yeah, have, yeah. I you already have, have a, a traditional. Fastball you don't have a traditional here. fastball. Okay, that's that's a great pick. I okay. So so that's f- your fourth pitch. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're on our fourth pitch. I really want to go. I really really want to go with Roy Halladay's cutter, but that's just Mariano Rivera's cutter. It is because he taught him the cutter. So I kind of feel like that's like a ripoff. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, step on your toes now. Maybe I'll go. Okay. All right, I'm gonna. Can I go with a, a, a spitball? What, what are the rules on illegality oh, here? We should have spitball. Oh, well done. Spitball. Yeah. That, well that, done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might, I might go with a spitball. Uh, oh, who was the guy who threw? I got, I got to figure out who the guy was though. Um, who was um, grandfathered into the uh, with it and who pitched for nine years after the fact? We, I did a story on him um, a couple weeks it, ago. Yes, it's I. It's like one of those times where it's in my head. Oh, because um, the shame of us not knowing. I have to figure this out. Burley Grimes, right? Burley Grimes. One, yeah, was he? I think. Yeah, he was, def- he was definitely one of them. <laughs> I kind of want to go with Urban Shockers spitball. Though, Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry spit. Okay, I'll, I'll go with and Burley Grimes. Yeah, I'll go with Burley Grimes because he threw it the longest. Um, that's unfair. Oh, I can. Oh. Spitball. All right. Uh, I'm man. cheating. <laughs> All right. So we we each have. Oh, do we each have five now? I have. One, what, five, yeah. What, list, list yours off again. So I have Negro's Knuckleball, uh, Mr. Snappy, uh, Moe's Cutter, and then I came down with uh, Bob Gibson's Fastball and uh, Brandon Webb's Sinker. Okay. Oh, all right. So we have five. Uh, I feel like these are some pretty good. Okay. Now, if you put these into a single pitcher, who has the better season? <laughs> I think you do, personally, because I don't think there's any way somebody could be expected to hit not only oh. Bob Gibson's fastball, but Necro's knuckleball. Oh, and then also I've got Mariano Rivera's cutter, Randy Johnson's slider, two of the and most then dominant. somebody gets on base, throw the sinker in there. Like, you, like I think the difference here is, I don't know, though. I've got some nasty it's The change in velocity. Too. Like, because uh, it's really, you've got, we both have iconic pitches, and that's what it yeah. comes down to. So I don't know if it's going to be easy to put one of us yeah. over the other. But I think 
I like your team a lot. Yeah, I, like for example, if I'm playing the show or something, I always look for pitchers that have the greatest difference in velocity because it always throws batters off. Right, right. Although I, I will say I love Satchel Page. Satchel Page throws gas and he does it accurately. Sandy Koufax is That's Sandy true. Koufax. Kershaw's got one of the most dominant sliders in the modern era in all time. Uh, and then you got Pedro's changeup is probably the only other pitch on here that's got uh, an argument with Moe's cutter to be the best pitch of all time. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a spitball. That's fun. Because, hey, hey, it's fun. Yeah. Which, remember, at this podcast, the rules. we're not going to help you win fantasy. We're just going to have fun with it. Exactly. Exactly. Hockaloogie on that ball for what I, all I care. <laughs> anyway, that is uh, Dr. Franken pitch. I'm excited to to put this out on onto Twitter and get eviscerated by everybody. Oh yeah, um, they're gonna be like, you completely <laughs> miss, you know, Babe Ruth's. And, okay, and no, Cy I mean, Young. I mean, in compared comparison to you, I feel like they're gonna like your pitches a lot more on paper because I feel like one, I, I don't know if everybody knows how dominant Satchel Paige's fastball was. I, I don't know if everybody I mean, knows. I like, mean, we talk about Satchel at least right. once right. every other episode, so if people right. listen to this should know about Satchel. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, so that'll that'll just about wrap things up. That was really fun. I want to do this yeah, again in the future, but with different pitches. But uh, anyway, if you liked all that chaos, if you liked what you heard, please follow Short Hops and Tall Tales on Twitter at Short Hops PL. Uh, for more Macho Man Randy Savage slash Daft Punk oh, impressions, yeah. follow so, Brandon. I'm so bad at that. Oh I my think god! It's good. I think it's fine. Do you want me to do one to make you? To, no, because then you gotta make me feel bad about myself because you do it better. I don't think I do. But anyway, Brandon, <laughs> follow Brandon at BD Riddle and myself at Noah A Scott Six. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, please tell your friends. Please leave a review. Anything to help us reach new listeners. Yeah, we want to get forty thousand fans in a, in a game. If we don't, if we, we can don't come get down from a trailer. Forty thousand listens, then Brandon <laughs> has to live in a trailer on top of Chase Field. Oh, it'd be so hot! I would die. <laughs> i better have good electric air conditioning no you no, you get nothing anyway for brandon riddle i'm noah scott and this has been the short hops and tall tales podcast see you next time